gentlemen, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I am your host, Elio Canella, and this week I'm flying solo, and I will explain why. Last week, I had a co-host in the legend, TJ Logan. However, he was feeling a little under the weather. We got through the episode. We had a little fun with the guys over at the regular WPOV with how we've been here for every single episode and how we're the Iron Men. However, in all that fun, TJ mentioned how karma may have gotten him and which could be the reason why he wasn't feeling well. That brings us to this week. I am here. However, the legend has called in sick. So, that means I've been here from episode 6 up to tonight's episode. And so I have decided that I am no longer the gentleman. I am now, and Black Sabbath has written a song about me, I am now the Iron Man, Elio Canella. And with that being said, TJ, uh, get well soon, get back here so we can get back to doing what we do best, that is covering professional wrestling. But now we are going to move on to the poll, and this week we asked you fans, what are your thoughts on the AEW time limit matches. 71% of you said you don't mind it, while 29% said that they hated it. Now, I myself don't really mind time limit matches. I I grew up in a time where this was done a lot, so 5 minutes, 10 minutes remaining. The one thing I'm not a big fan of is the TV time remaining matches, where a show is about to go off the air, but There is no winner because the match is still going on. On one hand, I don't like it because I I would like to see a winner before the show ends. However, on the other side of the things, it's like watching a TV show. It leaves fans with a cliffhanger and then coming back the next week to find out who won the match and if anything happened afterwards. So, we are going to look at some of the comments and... Our first comment comes from Jeffrey Edward Gates, who says a time limit draw can be a great way to build a feud. Tom Benetti says I like it. Most sports have time limits. Plus, it just adds another element to the matches. Tyler Nutley says as long as it's not used too excessively, I see no problem. They use it in every match, so. Which is what Chris Searle said, adding I like AEW having limits. And actual win-loss records as well. It's a fresh change. Brandon Aaron says, I wish they didn't announce it. To which Jordan Manuel Raposa replied, but if they didn't, it wouldn't be known as to how much is left. Also leads people to be upset if the match just ended out of nowhere with no reason being given. Brandon responded with, as professional wrestler who coordinate and have a script, they should know how to pace the match and know when to end it. I don't recall WWE announcing that 5, 10, 15 minutes have lapsed, except maybe in an Iron Man match. Jordan Manuel Raposa again responded with, Not all wrestlers are scripted, plus the time limit adds drama and story and excitement to matches as well. Just because WWE doesn't do it, doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. It was and has been done for decades now. Micah Moo added his comment to the thread. The old school Southern promotions did, don't quote me, but I think that Jerry's in Memphis and Jim Crockett would do it when it was needed. And in the last match of the night to a TV time limit is a realistic sports on TV concept. So those are some of the comments. So thank you fans for voting and uh, leaving your comments. 
And before we get into AEW, I should bring up an announcement that was made by AEW earlier this week. And this has to do with their upcoming pay-per-view, which takes place next Saturday, November 9th. And it is going to be AEW Full Gear. The main event will have Chris Jericho defending the AEW Championship against Cody Rhodes in a 60-minute time limit match. And for this match, three judges have been brought in to ensure that there will be a definite winner. Now, this I don't understand because I've never heard of judges being brought in for any matches in the past. I mean, UFC is different because they have rounds. So whenever there is no clear winner, the final decision automatically goes to the judges. So I'm not sure how this is going to work, but it should be interesting. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Now we're going to move on to AEW Dynamite. And Dynamite opened with Adam Page defeating Sammy Guevara. And this was a great match. There was one spot where Paige hit a sidewalk slam on the apron. So Paige defeated Guerrero and then took the mic after the match and said that it challenged Pac to a match at full gear and said he was going to take Pac's head off. Then we had Hikaru Shida defeating Shanna who made her AEW debut. Following that we had a segment with the Rock and Roll Express. They were in attendance to present the AEW Tag Team Championships to the winners of the final finals tonight. However, they were attacked by Santana and Ortiz, so that didn't happen. Um, the best friends were up next along with Orange Cassidy and they defeated Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and QT Marshall. This was one of my lowlights because the best friends um, came out dresses. Rick and Morty, they did a whole bunch of comedy spots in this match, so this wasn't um, greatest. Then we had the contract signing between Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. Now, contract signings usually take place in a ring and usually end up in disaster with either a brawl or someone going through a table. Such was not the case here. A table was set up near the entrance with Jericho and Cody Rhodes sitting at opposite ends. And afterwards, after signing the contract, they stood face to face and shook hands. However, there was a reason why there was no attack or brawl or someone being put through a table. And that reason being, Sammy Guevara appeared on the big screen and flipped the camera around to reveal... Dustin Rhodes, who was attacked by the inner circle, Jake Hager delivered a low blow, which was a callback to his most recent fight in Bellator, where he used a low blow in his uh, match. Then we had the Elite defeating Hybrid 2 and Kip Sabian. Hybrid 2, I'm liking, I want to see more from them. Um, The one thing that stood out to me about the Young Bucks is they went all old school. Being that we're in the Halloween season, it was a throwback to the 90s because instead of coming out to the ring dressed in their ring gear, they were dressed as Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter, which I used to play almost every day, along with Mortal Kombat. So there's your pop culture for the week. Then we had um, the librarian, Peter Avalon, was out in the, ra- in the ring to cut a promo. However, John Moxley shows up and lays him out and then cuts a promo about how at 
full gear, he's going to beat Kenny Omega within an inch of his life. And Omega's blood is going to be on AEW's hands because they're going to witness violence in wrestling the likes of which has not been seen in decades. Okay. And in the main event, this was a pretty good match. It was a finals for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It was SCU, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian defeating the Lucha Brothers to become the inaugural AEW Tag Team Champions. And they were to have been presented the championships by the Rock and Roll Express. However, that did not happen due to the Express being taken out earlier in the evening. So overall, I'm going to give this show a B. It was a good show. There were some ups and some downs, but overall it was uh, not bad. So right now we are going to pause and we will be back with NXT UK and MLW. So stay tuned for that. Hey, what's up everybody? This is The Godfather and you're listening to the POV Podcast. And we're back fans and we are going to take a trip over to the... To England for NXT UK and this week's NXT UK came from Brentwood. And we start out with Imperium in the ring cutting their usual promo about their mat being sacred and they're the best team in NXT UK. They are interrupted by the NXT UK Tag Team Champions Gallus who say they find it hilarious that Imperium thinks they are the greatest team. And TJ might say that I'm a little drunk and I will say yes I am because... I kind of like Gallus now. I'm starting to like them as champions. And that brings us to our uh, opening match. Grizzled Young Veterans defeating Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter. This match I didn't was well, one of my lowlights because I'm just... I don't mind Ashton Smith, but I'm not a big fan of Oliver Carter. I still have to see more from this guy. And the Grizzled Young Veterans I've never really been a fan of. And then we have Travis Banks versus Ligero. This is a ex- perfect example of a match that went to a draw. Neither one, neither wrestler won because both shoulders were pinned to the mat. And so this one ended in a draw. And could we be seeing a rematch? We'll have to wait and see. In the main event, we had... Now this guy, I'm definitely not a fan of. I liked him a lot better in 205 and on the main roster. So, but in NXT UK, he's really doing nothing for me. So it was Noam Dar losing to Trent Seven, and this was just an okay match. I gave it my Lola. I gave this one of my lowlights mainly because of Noam Dar. Otherwise, I like Trent Seven and I like Mustache Mountain, but Noam Dar, I'm done. We are now going to go to MLW, and MLW lately has been just terrible over the past few weeks. They've uh, been in Mexico, and just the overall production of the shows, the matches haven't been all that great, especially last week. And you know a show is terrible when I have to give it an F. Jimmy Havoc's Slaughterhouse was just plain terrible. So let's take a look at what we have this week. This week, they are still in Mexico and we had the Heart Foundation taking on, defeating Dragon Lee and Extreme Tiger. This was pretty much the only highlights for me on this show. Everything else was just 
there. The main event was Promociones Dorado defeating the Contra Unit. Contra Units did all their usual spots and the, along with the Fireball. However, it wasn't enough because uh, Promociones Dorado picked up the win. Also, we had the H2 and the Lifestyles of the Rich and Dynastic. So overall, um, first of all, I'm going to give NXT UK uh, C and uh, now MLW with this week's show. My grade for MLW is going to be a D. So as it stands now, we have NXT UK in first place. AE, sorry, we have AEW in first place. NXT in second and MLW in third. And now we are going to get into the book. So the book's first entry has Ace Austin. Then we have the AEW Women's Championship. Next is British Rounds, which I'm thinking about taking out because we haven't really heard anything more about it. Then we have Dark Order. They stay in. Kenny King is next, followed by Madman Fulton. And this next entry we just added last week, and it pains me to do this, but Mance Warner. MLW has a pay-per-view this weekend, Saturday, November 2nd, MLW Super Fight. And we are going to have a Stairway to Hell match. Now, what I found out from this week's episode of MLW, it was Mance Warner who challenged Jimmy Havoc. Now, TJ and myself have been a fan of Mance Warner, big fan of Mance Warner. However, the legend made the mistake of YouTubing some matches, and we were quite disturbed with what we found. Some of the death matches that this guy has been in, and then to find out he's the one that challenged Jimmy Havoc to this match. But that's not enough. It doesn't end there. Instead of a singles match, we are now going to have a triple threat match because Beastia666 has been added to that match. So that is uh, MLW Super Fight on Saturday, November 2nd. It will be uh, their first pay-per-view. Next, we have Casey Lennox, the backstage interviewer for MLW, which we haven't heard uh, from anymore. Sammy Guevara, the Chris Brothers, and final entry is Vic Joseph. So that is the book for this week. Uh, there are no entries, uh, no new entries. I removed British rounds for this week and then um, we'll see if next week brings new entries or if we remove someone from the book. So with that being said, we're going to bring this show to a close. Now fans, we have a sister show, WPOV, which is hosted by Tony Diaz, Rick Starr III, Mimi Goody, and Miguel Cole. Their show comes out every Saturday. WPOV Global is out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, and YouTube for free. And if you want to leave us uh, comments, you can do so by going to our Facebook page, Wrestling POV Podcast, or Instagram at Wrestling POV1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. With that being said, I have been your host, the Iron Man, Elio Canella, for the still under the weather legend, TJ Logan, saying we will talk to you all next week. Wow.